Only smart people get up early enough to listen to the Francine Marie Show. So thanks for listening, smarty pants. Oi, Billy! Oscar! Dave! Get up! Francine Marie Show's on! Good morning. Thanks for joining us. We are interviewing Tia Patterson Poe, the great-granddaughter of Miss Hester Ford passed away, 116 years old, Tia Patterson Poe. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Michael Jemison reached out. He's like, would you like to interview Tia Hester Ford's <laughs> great granddaughter? Like at like eight o'clock on a Sunday morning, I was like, yeah. Your professional title, I have to do this, is a bank business executive in the financial industry. Also known for working in the city, helping nonprofits and startups and grassroots get their wings and fly. 130 of those. The first person I saw do community work in her home, right? You know, I'm just so grateful for the opportunity to be a part of the family and to have witnessed such a remarkable journey of her life. And we take the time to celebrate her life thankful for Duke Energy light up the building, the Duke Energy Center uptown with purple, which was her favorite color. And purple also symbolizes royalty. So I'm super, super excited to see that take place tomorrow evening in the city of Charlotte and very grateful for the team at Duke Energy for making this happen for my family. You know, we get energy and we feel the love and support when we hear from everybody and we see everyone. And so we want to make sure that people know that they are welcome to be a part of these services. She meant so much to us and our family. And we know that she meant so much to those all over the world. And so we want everyone to be a part of this special and final moment for her as we lay her to rest. Your great-grandmother was the oldest living person in the United States. So you know wow, I got right? Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I know wow. great, great grandmommy was one of those great grandmommies. When you went over her house, she had treats for everybody. She had food for everybody. If you had to nail down Hester's favorite meal to cook or eat. Sweet potato pie. Always made everyone feel very special. Definitely want to make sure everybody was nourished. And she always made it seem like she had something special just for you. And, you know, Granny was cooking for a long time. Um, I want to say she was, she was definitely in the triple digits for sure. Uh, maybe close to about 108-ish. She was still cooking. She was still taking care of herself at that age until she had a fall um, and, and got hurt. But yeah, she was still cooking. You know, able to, to move around and keep her mind sharp. That stuff matters. I know you work in the nonprofit world and helping people build up their grassroots. But, you know, like you said, great grandma was like that. Really the first person that I've witnessed do community service. And I feel like that is a part of me, how we empower our community, if you will. And so one of the things for me that I wanted to do, I've always found myself in conversations and in circles with people who have a passion in the community. So there's always some social issue that's happening that has to be addressed. And you find people that are so close to those problems in the community, you can't wait for some of those, um, what I call big brand organizations to step in and help. You gotta just take matters into your own hands. And so in having those conversations and 
with my background in corporate America, being able to take my same skill sets and apply it into the community of which I live has just been you know, really rewarding to me. And one of the things that I do is I work with community-based organizations, nonprofits, grassroots organizations, and really help them get from ideation to manifestation. And so what does that really mean? hearing people talk about their passion of, you know, all the things that they want to do in the community. But what happens is in our communities, Black communities, people of color, one thing that we're not really taught is how to manage a business, how to build a strategy plan or strategic plan or a business plan, how to really be a visionary for what it is that you're trying to do and, and turn it into a business sense. And so what I do and what I, I'm so proud of doing is really being able to help those visionaries is what I'll call them, think through what it is that they want to accomplish and really how to put a plan on paper and execute against it. And so I really see myself as more so an innovator, startup expert, if you will, to really help those organizations stand up and take flight. To date, I've worked with over 130 organizations just here in our community and why is that so impactful? We're working on ways of how we can really be self-sufficient in our communities. Important. There's so many issues that's happening. And I'm so proud of the hundreds of people that have visions and they want to do more. And they know they need a little bit of help. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help as best I can. And things continue to move. I like to partner with other people that have different expertise to make sure that they're successful in what it is that they want to do. And then ultimately, our community, city of Charlotte, Mecklenburg County is successful. And you know what happens when our community is successful? Corporations are successful. Businesses, for-profit businesses are successful. Well, we got to take care of our, our home, home base. We got to take care of the, the social issues and causes that's happening within our own community. So we can build up the, the profitability in our communities and in our corporations and other businesses. Right. And once corporations realize that it's not going to take away, it's only going to add value. Correct. It's adding value. That's right. And we're working together as a team. That reminds me so much of how we need to take care of each other. And that's one thing that you know I learned from my great-grandmother is being able to take care of others, uh, no matter what we may be going through. It may be sitting down with someone, maybe giving them an encouraging word, maybe just having a listening ear and you don't have to say anything. Be a listener, right? We all got to take care of each other. And I feel like for me, when I think about the social impact that she leaves on, on our nation, that's one of the things that comes to mind is we got to be able to take care of one another. And the work that I'm doing in the community, I'm just one um, trying to make a difference. I encourage others to step up with me. Those that are, are in corporate America, you have specialized skills. Come out of corporate America for a little bit and volunteer your time and help service our communities to make us all better. That's what my grandmother did. If you're just not tuning in this morning, we have a new best friend. It is Tia Patterson Poe, the great granddaughter of Hester Ford, the oldest fabulous woman at 116 years old. Transitioned in April. I wish I could get all the family members on a Zoom because that would be a family reunion like no other. Absolutely. Talk about some family members. Your great grandmother outlived her husband twice as long. 
right? Yeah, yeah. They were married for 45 years. So a little bit about about my granny and my grandfather. They moved to Charlotte from Lake Assist, South Carolina back in the 1950s. What really prompted the move, it was such a pivotal moment for them. My grandmother, um, Odessa, who is her daughter, her husband was murdered, brutally murdered in Lancaster, South Carolina. And, you know, this was during a time where, you know, Black families, uh, and, and at the time they were Black farmers, they had to survive, right? And you were not as vocal um, during that time because you wanted to protect your family. He was murdered, and they didn't know if the individual or individuals that uh, played a part of the murder, if they were going to come back and continue to retaliate against the family. So my great-grandfather, John, made the decision, along with my great-grandmother, Hester, to move. Uh, my great-grandfather already had connections here in the city of Charlotte because he worked as a steel mill worker. He traveled, took different jobs here and there um, in the city of Charlotte to do that type of work. So he already had the connections here and making the transition here into Charlotte was a lot easy for the family. So they moved here in the 1950s and they decided in the early 1960s to purchase the home. And if you can imagine in the 1960s purchasing a home on the northwest side of town, a Black African-American family, 12 children. And at that point, they were already starting to have grandchildren. My father was one because she raised my father. But if you can just think about all that happening, this was a time when we didn't have the Fair Housing Act that didn't come into place until what, 1968 or so. And that was a period where people intentionally discriminated against Blacks for trying to purchase or rent homes. So you have all of these barriers stacked up against you, all these systemic barriers stacked up against you, and you purchase a home in the early 1960s. And it's a beautiful home. It's beautiful even today. That says a lot. That's a huge accomplishment for our family. And I hope when people now go by and see the house and just sit back and look, that's a historic landmark. That should be a moment of rejoicing, a moment of being excited, at least for our family. This is, you know, a legacy for us to be able to share in this historic moment of what my great-grandmother and great-grandfather were able to accomplish for us. And it should push us to want to do more. You know, I get so encouraged just going to the, the street that they live on and uh, it's kind of on an incline, the house a little bit and looking up at the house, I feel encouraged. I went by there the other day and the energy is just different. It's not a bad energy. It's energy of encouragement and to really be able to see yourself doing more and, and wanting to be more. So I'm super excited and thrilled about the legacy that she's left behind for us and what that means for us as a family and also us as a nation. So, you know, some people are fortunate like you to see the house that our great grandparents lived in and then to still own it. That's monumental. Very monumental. She kept her house immaculate. Original hardwood floors are still in place. It's immaculate. It's beautiful. And I really applaud her caretakers, her daughters, my cousin Mary, for taking care of her in the latter years of her life because they continue to keep 
her house polished and immaculate just as she would have. Kudos to my relatives for just continuing to keep her legacy alive. They kept that going. Now, let me tell you a little bit about keeping her in our hearts. One thing I, I want to share is that, you know, as we think about that social impact piece, the month that she transitioned in is also Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Sexual Assault Awareness Month is really an intentional focus on uh, raising awareness, if you will, about sexual assault and educating the communities and individuals on how to prevent sexual violence. So we have set up as a family the Hester Ford Memorial Fund that's been established through Safe Alliance. Safe Alliance is focused on providing hope and healing for those that are impacted by domestic violence and sexual assault. They offer a variety of programs and services, which includes a 24 by 7 confidential hotline for Mecklenburg County uh, residents who need assistance with things like parenting issues, domestic violence, or sexual assault. They also have domestic violence shelter. Um, they also have resources for sexual trauma. And they also have a program that helps victims with, with court, so the Victim Assistance Court Program as well. So I would encourage people in the community, if, if you want to keep her, her memory and her legacy alive, consider supporting uh, her memorial fund that will go directly to our partners at Safe Alliance that's serving here within Mecklenburg County. Mecklenburg County is filled with so many of her family members, right? It's just befitting that we find organizations that's serving this community. We'll get to a point when we go broader, but at this particular moment, this community. So I also serve on the Domestic Violence Advisory Board for Mecklenburg County. And oh. I'm the board chair. And I also serve with uh, Dr. Cynthia Wesley, who's an OBGYN as the vice chair. Would love to come back at some point and let's talk about what's happening in the community. Um, you know, there's such a spike in domestic violence that's happening, especially during the time of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And would love to talk to you and your audience about DV awareness, what to do, where to go, where there's support. It's just so much. We really need our community to be informed. And I'm happy yes. to do that. I believe in making sure that people have a voice for whatever type of work they're, they're working on is sustainable. She helps you define that purpose because we all have one. It's just sometimes buried underneath. It and is. we are a treasure trove of amazingness. And Lord. yeah, I want to thank you for joining us today to talk about Hester Ford, 116 years she was with us. Oldest person yeah, in America. America. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think there's someone who in Japan, maybe about 118. Wow. We're living longer. And that's just a lesson too, for women to get their finances ready, because you will outlive your husband. I'm not going to say that out loud, but I already did. It's so true. You already said that out loud. I, I hope did. my husband isn't listening. Right. You're going to live by me. Yes, I am. You know, get your financial matters in, in Absolutely. shape. Absolutely. Absolutely. To get your household in order. You never know. And always yeah. ladies have a little stash over there, a secret stash of money. Mm -hmm. You know, when I think about my great grandmother with that, being married to a man for 45 years. So I'm going to tell you something real quick. One thing that I was so fascinated with. So when, when granny was in Lancaster, her and her husband bought a farm. And of course he was a steel mill worker. So he would be off working. She was 
the CEO or the COO or whatever you want to call it over the farm. She managed the farm. And I'm like, that's entrepreneurship. This is 1920s, 1930s. You're managing the things at the house, the farm, the halls, all that good stuff. You're the CEO. Yeah. For me, getting things in order. When her husband died after 45 years of being married, she was still able to keep the house that she was in, getting stuff in order. Let's be real. She worked different jobs to make sure financially she can make ends meet. Again, think about it. He died maybe three years after they bought that home in 1961. Excited to live this life no matter what. Unstoppable, resilient. If you think about her life and really like play out the story, she was a real bounce back. Like she, she did that. The bounce back queen? The bounce, the back, bounce queen. back queen. She was. And that's why I'm hoping that people will go to her home and just glance up and just process all that has happened. Oh, maybe we can have a retreat at the house. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I digress. Right? To be in that energy of our ancestors. Absolutely. Absolutely. All that great energy there. Anything is possible. And then we can have sweet potato pies. We can sell those. And then the money goes toward, I'm just kidding. Don't let me put any more work on you, Tia. I like that. I like that. Some sweet potato pie. I haven't had a good sweet potato pie in a long time. Better get in that kitchen, Tia. We got to duplicate. Yes. And it's all eyeball. Like, I'm a great chef. You need a cookbook together. And I'm like, I should call it the eyeball cookbook. Because you got eyeball. No, no, no. I need a little bit more. (laughs) Eat with your eyes. That's right. Okay, we have got to get you back on the show. We're celebrating the life of your great-grandmother, Hester Ford, transitioned at the age of 116 years old. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. Thank you so much. You're listening to The Francine Marie Show. We're popping out for a quick cup of tea, but we'll be right back. This is my jam and jelly, y'all, on The Francine Marie Show. Spread that show out, girl. Spread it out. Please, please do not harm us. We have come to your planet for one thing, the Francine Marie Show. It's the only content we can digest.